Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Betches Media presents. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? Get your vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sub Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where we spam meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Brian, the group chat was lit this weekend. I am still, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still feeling Elise's wedding, which is a sign it was a good wedding. I, I too still feel the wedding. I'm, I'm still in recovery mode. Um, it was, it was worse yesterday for sure. That's for sure. But really, I felt, I was just <laughs> telling you before I left that I feel like this was like the first time <laughs> in my 32 years that I left something before I got out of hand. I'm oh, really that's good. But part of me wishes I'm like, I bet the out of hand part was excellent. I bet. I think, did you go to the after party? We went to the after party and then we went to another bar and that, and then oh, damn. We, I know. Well, so the, the after party ended at like mm-hmm. 1130 or something like it was. So we were like, I think they expected it to be op- the place to be open later. It was just like a bar across the street. So we just went to another bar and then everyone like chilled and hung out for a little bit. And then, yeah, I went home. I mean, I did go home and I remember going home. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> um, but I am a person who is accustomed to late in the day hangovers. Mm. So I always wake up. And I'm like, oh, I feel great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like eating and doing whatever. And then around like three or four, I'm like, oh, God, I need to yeah. lay down. So that's what happened. But, you know, I, I slept for like 10 hours last night. I'm in a good place. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, same. It was definitely one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. Elise was just I've never we were talking about this and I, I hope people saw the video, but I've never seen it. I know it's not customary for everybody to just give a standing ovation to the bride when she comes down, but like something about that moment, everybody was like into it and it was amazing. Yeah, it was really cool. She looked amazing. She looked Um, incredible. Do you know more about, I knew this was going to happen with the dessert situation. (laughs) mm. Elise was like, we made like a gentleman's agreement with a Mr. Softy truck, which is just an ice cream truck. And uh, we'll see what happens. They claimed that they caught on fire. I don't know. I know she <laughs> believes them, but I don't really believe that. I mean, if there's a, if there's a very good excuse for not showing up to a wedding, um, is that you caught on fire is a pretty good one. That's um, true. If anyone saw any reports of a, of New York ice cream drugs catching on fire, please, please forgive us. We certainly hope that whoever, somebody had a night for sure, no matter what happened, mm-hmm. but there was still dessert and it was delicious. Yeah, it was very fun. Elise and Danny were very gracious and generous hosts. They're very entertaining people, so that always helps. Um, yeah, I'd never been to a wedding where it was like stand-ups and writers and most of the audience and like yeah, making exactly. the speeches. Yeah, so that was really fun. It was very fun. And thanks to everybody who uh, I posted some pictures and some of our daily listeners were very excited to see us all together. I was excited to see us all together. It doesn't happen much these days. It doesn't. Yeah. And it's funny. I I, I was taking like Most pictures on Betches Brides. Yeah. Um, and I like whitened my teeth. And then people <laughs> were commenting how not in one photo from the wedding am I smiling with my teeth. 
And I was just like, I always do smiles with both. So I have both options, but just to, right, I just like right. the pictures with my mouth closed. So that's, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this, this was actually my first like wedding where I did um, Invisalign. And oh. so this is like, it's such a small difference. I'm sure people that have done it as an adult too know, but like, I felt so much, I really did feel so much more confident smiling. So I was like teeth out, bear, bearing my teeth and everything. Big day for all of us. Big day for yeah. my smile. Big day for our smiles. <laughs> big day for Elise, Elise Morales grow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first up today, we're going to touch in on the hurricane that has hit the Gulf region of our country. We're going to touch on some Afghanistan updates, and then we're going to revisit this heinous Texas abortion law that, um, you know, we keep waiting to find out that it's been blocked from going into effect, but that hasn't happened yet. So this is not a drill. So we'll touch on that, what to expect this week, but we will start with Hurricane Ida. We're thinking of our listeners and, and everybody, even if you don't listen to this podcast, we're thinking of you in Louisiana and neighboring states who are waking up to assess the damage after Hurricane Ida. About a million people have lost power, including almost all residents of New Orleans. At this time, it's reported at least one person has died. I, I unfortunately expect that to rise throughout the day because it wasn't until the sun came up that Louisiana National Guard began its search and rescue mission alongside state agencies. And I know FEMA has sent a lot of resources as well. There are reports of homes completely destroyed by flooding or with the roofs just blown off. Many people who evacuated are going to come back to the worst case scenario. And the people who couldn't evacuate will, as the governor said yesterday, likely be slow to receive help because search and rescue missions, they have to wade through the damage. And as I said, they couldn't get out there until this morning. It just wasn't safe. Um, Also complicating this in Louisiana, which I always forget, is that there's fucking alligators. That oh, could yeah. get washed ashore. So you were not only stranded and worried about sunken power lines, but like you got to watch out for alligators. Gators. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. The people who didn't evacuate during the quote mandatory evacuations aren't just being defiant. It costs money to leave. I did hear mm-hmm. some some officials on the radio saying if you don't, some people just thought they knew better than the storm. That's that's not really it. I mean, where if you're going to make. I think the word mandatory evacuations, it's like if you're not going to assist people completely and financially and getting out, then it's not a mandatory. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you like where are they supposed to go if they can't afford a hotel room or like are are they supposed to like it's also a fucking hurricane, a huge storm. You have to drive like I have a friend who lives in New Orleans and they drove six hours to Florida. Oh my God. Not people have that lu- not many people have that luxury or the ability to do that, have friends in other states where they can go stay. Also, you need to drive all the way to fucking Florida to, to get out of the storm. Like that's exactly. how big the hurricane is. So yeah, it, you have to be careful when you make those assumptions. Like when the hurricane hit the Northeast the other like last week, I was just in Fire Island and it was like yeah. a non-mandatory evacuation. But like also it's like this is like a little beach like right. town. Like right. yeah, the people here can evacuate this is a we're actually on a barrier reef so we probably should but um it's completely different yeah it just seems like if the state's going to acknowledge that it is not optional to evacuate then you have to you have to take everybody and of course there are Mm -hmm. people that and i'm sure many people are often offered that and they either decline it for reasons like you know i'm sure they're the same reasons people decline the vaccine. They just think they know better and don't believe in science. But there are also people like, it's really hard to leave with pets. It's really hard to uproot your mm. entire family. I That must just be, oh my God. Can you imagine just having, being like a mom with children dealing with this whole pandemic? You've got pets and you now you have to leave and drive to Florida. 
I know I'm one of four and I think about this all the time. We also had six cats growing up. Like <laughs> if that had happened when I was like young, my, my, my parents would have fucking done mm-hmm. something. Like I can't imagine yeah. the amount of stress some families must be under. It's so stressful because flooding is like, obviously the main concern is loss of life and destruction of property. But even if you are minimally impacted, like if what, what floods usually your basement, what's in the basement, your, mm-hmm. your like family heirlooms, your treasures, your pictures, all that stuff. So like flooding is just so disastrous and catastrophic. So we'll be continuing to watch what they uncover today. The storm has um, degraded to just a tropical storm, but over 50 million people are under flash flood warnings from the Gulf Coast to the Northeast. I believe today the big question they, they want to figure out the answer to is, is did the structures that they built after Katrina, were they effective? Um, I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit hard to tell because the storm surge from Katrina was just crazy. Um, yeah. This wasn't quite quite that to my understanding, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that things like, who knows what they're going to find during the day. It seems like some parts were hit exactly as bad as they feared. Mm. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click gift mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So for our next topic today, this is, this is crazy. This is not a drill. 
abortion is about to be illegal in Texas in less than Mm -hmm. 24 hours. We've talked about this on the podcast before. This is this insane bill. It's insane in a number of ways. It's called SB8 or Senate Bill 8. It was passed in 2017. It's faced numerous legal hurdles, but this one makes it illegal to perform abortions after six weeks when they say cardiac activity is detectable. But these are called when these are called heartbeat bills, it's kind of a misnomer because fetuses they don't have functioning hearts at this particular age or gestational period. Abortions under before six weeks are, or after six weeks, excuse me, are the majority of abortions, about 85%. That's the time at which you don't know that you're pregnant or you're still making the decision. Mm-hmm. Groups and providers have been working to block this, of course, as they always are. And a hearing was originally scheduled on Monday on whether the court should block the law. But the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals canceled the hearing over the weekend and they denied reproductive rights groups an emergency motion on Sunday. So this was like the thing we were waiting for to hopefully stop it. In this law, there are no exceptions for rape or incest, just medical emergencies. Awful. Disgusting. Especially when you. So this is the law we've talked about before, where it basically it's unusual and it's designed this way to be hard to block. But it's the one that puts a ten thousand dollar bounty on abortions. As I said, we're used to hearing about heartbeat laws getting blocked in federal courts. This has not happened here. And we are one day out. Lawyers representing 20 abortion providers, they're hopeful that a last minute injunction could come hours before the law takes effect. As I said, one thing complicating the legal fight could be how it's set up. It's basically really tricky to block by design. It doesn't have public officials enforce the law. Instead, it places a bounty on women accessing their constitutional rights by bribing residents to report them or anyone who gets them in a legal abortion. I feel like I'm like live from Gilead. Like, yeah, truly, it's crazy. So and we've been through all of this before, but anyone who successfully sued an abortion provider would get $10,000. And uh, anti-abortion rights activists, they're trying to use this tactic of punishing providers as being like gracious to women. Like, no, 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 we're not surveilling women. We're just like watching their Uber drivers. Mm-hmm. And a provider, a provider who performs abortions with Planned Parenthood told NPR, we have to follow the law. Like, we're planning on following this. There will be no abortions really in the state of Texas after Wednesday. We can just provide patients with information for how to get abortions outside the state of Texas. As I said, people are really working to try any sort of Hail Mary to get this blocked. Um, there's this lawyer and women's rights activist who has gotten a lot of high profile settlements, most recently for survivors of Larry Nassar's abuse. She's taking a novel approach, basically trying to block the Texas Right to Life Association from um, suing her. Like all these, I was trying to read the through threads this morning. Hard for me to follow as somebody who's not a lawyer, but they're really doing all of they can. What's crazy to me is that there are no exceptions for rape and incest, as I said. So like, imagine you're somebody who wants to make $10,000. You call, like, what if you find out that like, there's an incest situation? Are they going to prosecute the abortion provider before they prosecute the sexual abuser? Like, Mm -hmm. I just imagine how this goes down. Yeah. There's no... There's no like right way to look at this. Um, and it's so it's like a deterrent. It's so it's used, being used as a deterrent for abortion providers to not perform abortions. But it's it. But then it's just like, OK, it just doesn't make I, I just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't like compute. It's just so because it's just so awful. It doesn't compute. Um, That's why it's hard to make sense of. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's like it, 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 Texas. Get your shit together. Focus on other shit. Um, right. You recently just like a bunch of people died because of your like lack of infrastructure. Maybe focus on because of a storm. Like maybe focus on how to prevent that from happening again. Because as we just approached in our our previous topic, 
climate change is is, is going to be an issue that Texas is going to have to, to deal with for a long time. And um, maybe they should start focusing on the stuff that matters. And yeah, you know, the only, their- yeah, the only medical situation they need to be paying attention to is COVID. Mm-hmm. It's out of control. Yeah. And anti-abortion rights activists, they've already started rounding up their suspects. So anticipation of this taking in anticipation of this taking effect, a website has been set up allowing residents to send tips if they sense abortions are taking place or they see evidence that they have been. As we said, we, and we talked about this on a recent podcast where it's like people will professionalize this $10,000. That's a kind. I don't know if it's an easy way to make $10,000, but there are harder ways there to make $10,000. People will see this. There are a lot of bad people as like a way mm-hmm. to make money. They don't they don't care about women. Like so these websites are set up. The website calls on citizens to hold abortionists accountable to following the law. They can anonymously report providers and others who have quote aided and abetted an abortion after 6 weeks. As we said, this includes parents who drive their child to a clinic or friends who lend them money for the procedure. This will also mean that women in Texas just do not talk to their loved ones or or people they rely on about their abortions, because then they potentially implicate them in what is now basically a crime. So in the meantime, before this law takes effect, some very clever activists um, noted that it would be a real shame if people abused and flooded the website with absurd and um, incorrect claims. And that's what they've done. Uh, You can attach pictures, like photographic evidence of the abortion Mm -hmm. being uh, procured. And I'll give you a guess what people are posting. (laughs) They're posting some sexually explicit content, mostly with mm-hmm. cartoons. <laughs> and um, they're saying like, oh, I saw my neighbor try to like abort her 30 year old son because he won't move out. Just basically trying to make the website like not functional ahead of Wednesday, which um, is frankly might be necessary if, if this yeah. isn't underturned. And this just comes generally as we are barreling towards a serious threat to Roe v. Wade as the Supreme Court prepares to hear arguments in another case. Every year we have all of this panic about abortion, and I feel like this is the moment we've kind of been hoping wouldn't come, but it it might be here. I mean, Texas is huge. So many people rely on abortion care in Texas. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can't just really drive to the next um, state in Texas because Texas is so fucking huge. Um, Also, that, again, costs money, but, you know. Ooh, it makes you think that maybe uh, I saw I saw um, an article today about Justice Breyer um, mm-hmm. contemplating not retiring despite being 83 years old. He's like instead he's like releasing a book. So that's great. Yeah. Um, where Which is like, OK, did we not learn anything from the, the, the Trump presidency of, like know. you know, the conservatives will stack the court when they have the opportunity and, you know, they put, they rushed through Amy Coney Barrett. So, it, you know, uh, it, we just, least, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think what he said behind the scenes is like, I don't want to politicize this, but like, dude, that's done. Like that has nothing to do with you. Like they already did. I at least hold out hope that like, if Democrats lose the Senate in 2022, which it looks like the Senate map looks good for Democrats, but like, if we lose that, that new Senate won't be seated until like January. So, I mean, we would have to do some wily shit like they did, which basically have Breyer step down and appoint somebody in that period. But then we'd Mm -hmm. be doing basically what Mitch McConnell did, but like with Merrick Garland, but the reverse, right? I mean, I don't care. Whatever. It's over. Any rule that they broke, I am game to. Honestly, I think we got to beat them at breaking some rules. I think that's been our problem. 
I know. And, you know, we there was all that talk about expanding the court before. Let's just do it. I mean, if we want to if we want to assure abortion rights, then we have to expand the court, it would seem, or somehow completely legislate. But even if we legislated abortion rights, though, the court could easily overturn it. I'll be watching mm-hmm. this. Um, and like, like you said, like it's Texas. Where are you going to drive to get an abortion? Louisiana, Alabama. Like it's not yeah. like you're surrounded by all these abortionist rich <laughs> states. Exactly. Too. That's another that that's a great point, too. It's that, that it's not going to be much may not be much easier in those states either. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're just going to have women from botched back alley abortions um, clogging up the ICUs as well as unvaccinated mm-hmm. COVID patients. Excellent job, mm-hmm. governing Greg Abbott. Yeah. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. So before we end, I wanted to add an update to a story I covered on Morning Announcements this morning. Elise handled it last week. I will be doing it this week. Um, So we reported on a drone strike targeting a vehicle in a residential neighborhood of Kabul. Um, I refer to that as a reprisal strike, but actually the Pentagon says the vehicle was targeted because there were suicide bombers or many explosives inside. But more importantly, what I didn't reference was that at the time, we didn't know if there were any civilian casualties. It appears there were many. Nine families of one family, including six children, were killed. This is according to CNN's interviews with neighbors and other family members at the scene. It could have been even more. The military also acknowledged that there were civilian casualties. I, the interview that we had um, with Jessica Yellen, the person she spoke to, the part of that that stuck with me the most is when she said they treat us like laboratory rabbits. Like they push these buttons and see what will happen. And mm-hmm. Nine people, including kids, are now dead because of our botched withdrawal, which was inevitable because of how we've botched the past 20 years, which we never even need to to be there. Like these kids had nothing to do with what was happening. And now we're just like, okay, that was our, now we're gone. We're out. Yeah. I mean, they just, it is just, you know, they, they want us out of there now, you know, like, because it's it, at this point, it's like, Absolutely. Okay, what have you done? Like, thanks for nothing. Um, and now you're killing us again. I know uh, with drone strikes. And that's just really yeah. people have a right to be angry at us for doing mm-hmm. that. I agree. It's just like, just leave. Yeah. Well, you know, we, you know, <laughs> the are, are the aggressors in so many situations that, you know, it's really hard to, you can't really justify many of the things. Um, but I did see that they, the U.S. with like other countries are going to say that they've reached an agreement with the Taliban and they're going to allow them to continue to get Afghan allies out of the country. Thank God. Which, yeah. um, is, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Hopefully we can yeah. just get everyone out as quickly as possible without much more damage. Exactly. That is our show today. Until the end of my wedding hangover, I'm Amanda Duberman. <laughs> I'm Brian Smith. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. 
The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.